Good morning. It's good to be with you today on this uh, Wednesday morning as we uh, continue in the book of James together. I'm Andy Stoddard. Thank you for choosing to join us for these daily reflections. I hope you'll uh, be uh, blessed by today's. Today's passage in James chapter 3 is a really important passage. Uh, I would say it, 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 it maybe not quite as important as the last one because the last one talked about salvation. Uh, but today he's going to talk about something that, golly, is so super important and it just has so much to, to say to us in our world today. My Bible has this section entitled, Taming the Tongue, to give you an idea of where we're going. So let's read James chapter 3, uh, 1 through 12. Now many of you should become teachers, my brothers and sisters, for you know that we who teach will be judged with greater strictness. For all of us make many mistakes. Anyone who makes no mistakes in speaking is perfect, able to keep the whole body in check with the bridle. If we put bits into the mouths of horses to make them obey us, we guide their whole bodies. Or look at ships, even though they are large, that it takes strong winds to drive them, yet they are guided by a very small rudder, wherever the will of the pilot directs. So, also the tongue is a small member, yet it boasts of great exploits. How great a forest is set ablaze by a small fire, and the tongue is a fire. The tongue is placed among our members as a world of iniquity. It stains the whole body and sets fire to the cycle of nature, and it itself is set on fire by hell. Ooh, he's got a lot to say about the tongue, doesn't he? For every species of beast and bird, a reptile and sea creature, can be tamed and has been tamed by human species, but no one can tame the tongue, a restless evil full of deadly poison. With it, we cursed those who are made the... With it, we bless the Lord, our, the Lord our Father, and with it we curse those who are made in the likeness of God. From the same mouth come both blessings and curses. My brothers and sisters, this ought not be so. This ought not to be so. Does a spring pour forth from the same opening both fresh and brackish water? Can a fig tree, my brothers and sisters, yield olives or grapevine figs? No more can salt water yield fresh. <clears throat> can I read that again? No one can tame the tongue. A restless evil, full of deadly poison. With it we bless the Lord and Father, and with it we curse those made in the image, made in the likeness of God. From the same mouth come blessings and curses. My brothers and sisters, this ought not to be so. That right there. That right there. That's that's huge, y'all. We bless our Lord and Father. We curse those made in the likeness of God. We have got to watch our tongues, y'all. With our tongues, we do so much damage. And we don't realize it. Even in the moment, we don't realize it. We don't understand the effect that our words have upon others. It's funny. I don't think we <clears throat> we understand the effect that our words have, have, words have upon others. I read a great article or a great thing of the day of, of a man who, um, to quote, who uh, back in the 50s, he came home, uh, his wife fixed dinner, and she served him a pie for dinner. And she just, uh, she she burned the pie to a crisp. Like it was like a thing of coal. And his son was watching. And and, and his, the wife, the, the mother, asked, how was the pie, dear? And he said, oh, it was wonderful. Thank you. He said, oh, it wasn't, I know uh, it wasn't that good. He said, no, no, it was delicious. Thank you. And after the mother walked off, the son said, Dad, it was burned. How, how could you say that? You know, why didn't you tell her the truth? He said, she's had a bad day. And that pie lit, did me less damage than a harsh word would have done to her. 
So he loved his wife enough that he did not utter a harsh word. And in fact, ate something he probably didn't want to eat because he loved her enough that he was not going to utter a cutting word to her. What if we love people that much, y'all? This is, my, I think, one of the things I struggle with in the world we find ourselves in, in a world that feels so polarized, where we feel like we're at war all the time. I really, y'all, I really want people who don't know Jesus to know Jesus. I, I, I really do. That's what we're about. I want people who don't know Jesus to, to, to know him. To, to be saved, to know that they're loved. And I read this one time. People have a hard time believing a God they can't see loves them when it seems as though people they do see don't love them. So in how we speak about each other as Christians, do we portray the love of God in our language towards each other? And how we speak of those who are lost, do we speak about them in a way that makes them think or believe that they're loved? By how we talk about lost folk, by how we talk about folk who don't know Jesus. Do we speak of them in a way that would make them feel as they were loved? Do we speak about parents? Do we speak to our children in a way that makes them feel loved? Do we speak about our children in a way that lets others know we love them? Husbands, wives. Do we speak to our spouse in a way that lets them know we love them? And do we speak about our spouse in a way that lets others know that we love them? Y'all, church, do we speak to each other in church like we love each other? And then do we speak about our church to others to let them know that we love our church? The tongue is a restless evil. With it, we bless our Lord and Father, and we curse those made in his image. From the same mouth come both blessings and curses. This ought not be so. We have to watch how we talk about each other. And one thing that bothers me in our world today, I read a listened to a podcast about this a few years back, about how in places where we see violence, one of, one of the first things you see in a place that's violent is the way we speak about each other and, 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 and how we talk about each other is often an indicator of what we think of each other. And I, it's so easy in our world now with social with, with social media and Twitter and Facebook and all these ways to speak of people in ways that deprives them of their humanity and deprives them of the fact that they are loved by God. Um, how can we say we love God who is unseen yet we hate our neighbor who is seen? How can we speak? How can we, with the same mouth, Bless our father and curse our neighbor. From the same mouth comes both blessings and curses. This ought not to be so. Y'all, our tongue matters. Our tongue matters. And I know for me, what that means for me is I have to, I've had to learn how. There's an old joke as a pastor. You can tell somebody when somebody's a pastor, if you pull out their tongue, Sorry, the first time I ever had that happen, had a little bit of technical difficulties, had to go cut off a speaker that was doing something. So uh, this may feel a little disjointed. We'll, we'll see how good my editing power is right there. 
But um, we were talking about how we speak about each other and how we talk about each other and how we apply our tongue for each other. And I, what I was saying is that I've had to learn how to, in my life, I've had to learn how to slow myself down. And I was going to make the joke about you, you pull a preacher. Yeah, the joke is you pull a preacher out, pull his tongue out, his or her tongue out. If you look around the row of the tongue, you'll see a bunch of calluses because we learn how to bite our tongue a lot. Um, I've tried to, in my ministry and in my life, learn how to slow myself down and not let my mouth and let my tongue get ahead of my brain. I don't want to speak without considering what my words will say. I don't want to speak without considering how my words will affect others. I don't want to speak without considering how what I say can affect someone's faith, someone's life. Because he also says here, teachers will be, I think of the old King James teachers doubly judged. He said, those of you who teach will be judged with more strictness. So I want to make sure that as a pastor, that I'm speaking in a way that builds up. Speaking in a way that, that speaking in a way that encourages. And also, if I speak in a way that builds up and encourages, if I ever do need to speak more critically or more uh, to rebuke more, it, it lands. If, I, if, if all we're ever doing is rebuking and negative and beating up and, and harsh, then people will tune us out. But if we speak positively, if we speak with grace in our tongues, if we are, as the Bible says, letting our words be seasoned with salt, then when we ever do need to speak more correctively, it lands. But y'all, this is hugely important. This is hugely important. With our same mouth, if we're not careful, we'll bless our father and curse our neighbor. My brothers and sisters, this can't be so. Let's watch how we speak. Let's let the love we have of others show itself in our language, in our words, in our actions. Last week we talked about our actions showing our love. Today, our words show our love. May we, with how we speak of others, may the love we have for others be shown with our tongue. So today, be careful a little mouth what you say. So let's be careful what we say. Let's be careful how we speak. Let's speak with language that builds up, that points others to Jesus. Hey, thanks for watching, praying for you today as we try to live this out. Uh, that we live out the language that edifies. So, thanks for being with us. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. We'll see you tomorrow morning as we uh, jump back into God's Word. Thanks.